Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. I've got a different uh, bit of music for no. the podcast today. An emergency Mate. podcast. <laughs> Mate. An emergency. Well, a belated. It's not that emergency, is it? It's not really emergency. We knew it was coming. We talked about it on, on Monday's pod, but yeah. we thought we should probably chip in with a bit of Eddie chat. So, uh, yeah, I don't know who that was. Some I just typed in Mate. Mate. On Spotify. On Spotify. Did, did you spell it with three A's? No, uh, let, me, let me try and see if there's any spellings <laughs> with multiple A's. Yeah. Mate. Oh my god, there is! Oh, go, hold, go, on, go, hold, go on. hold on, hold on. Ooh. This sounds like. What the, oh, hold on. And this, this is with three A's, yeah? I can imagine this. Oh, I think that's the band are called My. <laughs> so that music, I, I can imagine that music playing <laughs> if. Um, Say Guy Ritchie was doing the film of Eddie walking towards the boardroom. <laughs> uh, there's nothing. I've tried spelling M A Y T E as well, but no, do nothing. You, do you know what I really hope didn't happen when they fired fired Eddie. Yeah. What I really hope didn't happen. I, I hope they didn't make him do a presentation already knowing that he's going to get fired. Mm. What? Explain how you're going to keep your job. Yeah, basically. I hope they didn't say. Just show us the plan again. Just like an in- insect under my, under a um, yeah. magnifying glass. I hate the idea of a condemned man uh, going through the motions, knowing what's coming, but just doing it anyway. Yeah. Well, Phil, as you were, uh, you, you were by no means saying you were by no means happy, and you were clear to say that, and you were worried about uh, what what's been going on in recent weeks and months. Uh, but that said, you you landed just on the side of keeping things as they were so how did you um feel so initially when it came out i was a little bit disappointed because i and part of this so part of me was over optimistic that eddie did have a plan um and would actually pull something out of the bag come the world cup and part of that was spurred on by the matt gitto um, tweet shortly beforehand and then everyone showing his um, World Cup resume which we, we'd spoken about on the pod anyway mm. um, so there's partly that side I was a bit disappointed and equally I was almost a little bit disappointed that we don't get to like to find out to to prove him right or wrong yeah like we, yeah. we'll never know now we'll never have the counterfactual either way we will never know um what we will know is what happens to england under a different management which may be good may be yeah. bad but we'll never know whether eddie was whether he was just stringing everyone along for three and a bit years or whether he actually all his focus was on the I, I World Cup. i really do believe he had a plan i just don't think it's very effective 
I honestly think, in his mind, he had a really cool plan, and it was going to work. I don't believe it would have. Well, he had, he had a plan. He spoke about his plan for the New Zealand game. He said the New Zealand game in, um, in the World Cup 2019, the semi-final, he said that was a game that that England team had been p- preparing for three years for because they knew their route to the final uh-huh. would involve beating New Zealand. This is a legitimate question now. I'm not trying to be an absolute arse, but why is the plan for beating New Zealand so much different to the plan for beating Australia or Argentina? Or well, and, South Africa, and, and just South Africa and New Zealand are. Yeah. I think they. I think those are two different plans. But I would build on that point you've made, and it's something which which I think we spoke about on. I don't know whether it was on Monday or last week's. But the bold thing to do in, in Eddie's position, being in, it's, it's England, like you. Yeah, you, you play your way and let other yeah. people worry about that. That, that. that is an issue. I think that was symptomatic, the fact that you asked that question and the fact that we're talking about his pl- he had a plan for this team and a plan for that team is actually symptomatic. And it, it, I mean, it's, e- it's easy to Monday morning quarterback uh, yeah. and say afterwards. I mean, was Ben Young's really part of the plan for every <laughs> single match? <laughs> that sounds bizarre, doesn't it? <laughs> that does seem bizarre. Uh, unless it's about not showing the plan. Yeah. Showing I, something else, but I I don't even I don't buy that I don't buy the not showing the plan because if you're really that good, you will have ten plans. You will have you'll have a hundred plans that you can do at different times. And also, you might even change plans during a game. Oh well, so, that's one of the things that England do talk about because there are different things. There's like the big picture and the small picture stuff, isn't there? Yeah. And they do change things up within a game, and we've seen that. But there's also Almost like the big picture, be doing something fundamentally different. There's a, a lovely saying in American football, and it's something like, at, at high school, you change game plans game to game. In college, it's half to half, and in the pros, it's play to play. Play to play, yeah. And yeah. there is something in that. Yeah, and there's, there's multiple different ways that you can plan and play, from big picture stuff to small picture stuff. But there you go, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that, because if I look at some of England's most famous wins and losses... They have, I mean, like Scot- the Scotland draw. There's obviously two ways of playing there. <laughs> now, I don't know, <laughs> maybe it's Scotland's two ways of playing. Um, against, was it New Zealand when they came alive late? Well, there's obviously something which happened there. In the autumn internationals just gone. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a, there's a little buzz on the line. I think, can nope. you just, it might, might be because the lead's touching something. Yes, oh, certainly. Two seconds. No worries. There we go. I'll tell you what I'll do. While, while, while JB's sorting his microphone out, um, I, I noticed a reply to a tweet of, of yours. Stephen Wall said, uh, on this point that you're making, uh, Stephen Wall said... Stephen Wall, the absolute Twitter boy. Uh, on reflection, it's a great strategy for a top international coach. If you go well between World Cups, you've overachieved. Your plan, so your, true, your plan is coming together ahead of schedule, etc. If you don't, it's all part of the plan. He said, as much as I hate the term, it's textbook gaslighting. Yeah, he's absolutely right. And by the way, a massive fan of Stephen Moore. He's taken so much heat off me, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, look, I look absolutely saintly now. <laughs> Follow that account. Yeah. Normal rugby account. It is exactly what, if I was doing terribly, it's exactly what I would say. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, my focus was not on that game that I just got hammered Why, by South Africa. You so much money for that game. Yeah, but you pay me to win World Cups, JB. No, no, no. Look at all the people in the stadium. <laughs> Jasmine on the World Cup, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm now... So, I'm a little bit more sanguine on Eddie Jones going today on Thursday than I was um, on Monday when we f- or Tuesday when we found out. Yeah. Um, although I am 
not surprised, but equally still angry that the RFU seems to have um, not... So we talk about Eddie Jones's plans. If you're going to fire someone and, and <laughs> at the expense of £800,000 or whatever the payoff that Eddie is going to have, at least yourselves have a plan of what you are going to do. Yes. That is the the most... We're, we're probably all... Uh, we'll have slightly different opinions on whether Eddie should have gone on stage and the merits of Eddie. I think we'll probably be fairly aligned on the weaknesses, the inadequacy, and the, just the straight-up mismanagement that it appears the RFU have done wow. once again. I mean... I've had a long thought about this, and um, the RFU are behaving like reckless gamblers. There's no other way for it. So I thought about what was good about English rugby over the last, say, two decades, since last World Cup. And there's a lot of things, actually. So back in the day, and I'm not... I don't want to go over all ground too much, but you know, we had all the community coaches. I certainly remember when I first started at Broughton Park how high the standard was there. It's still level six. Uh, I remember all of the players coming through... And it just felt that rugby was on the up. And I think the participation numbers sort of mm. back, you know, back that up too. And then I reckon about 10 years ago, things started to sort of go go a little south. And it's my theory now that winning the World Cup is so enormous for a country and a union that they are willing to risk anything to do it. And it feels to me that this is like the last throw of the dice. And if they win this World Cup, if they just accidentally fluke it, and, well, not fluke it, but if the team go out there and win, mm. it will cover up every single inadequacy mm. that the RFU have stumbled over over the last five years. It will cover up all of the nonsense graffiti writing which have done in the stadium. It will cover up the fact that the head of the RFU is too embarrassed of the history of the sport to, to sing the hymns. It will cover up the fact that the coach can't select properly. It will cover up the fact that... They got rid of all the community com- coaches. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah, it will yeah. cover up the fact that there's second team games getting called off, first team games getting called off. All of these things will go, oh yeah, it's fine. And they'll say, yeah, but we did it to win the World Cup. And then everyone will start flooding back to the game. So it's just this enormous gamble that... They are behaving like they've got their ties loosely round their neck in a casino at about two in the morning, <laughs> rejecting calls from their wife and gambling away the ki- the kids' college fund. That is partly the narrative of rugby, though, isn't it? That it's it's the the World Cup cycle, and coaches generally get their contracts until the end of a World Cup cycle. And do you know the crazy? But I'm, I'm with you though. Do you know the crazy thing thing about this? What really puts it in the spotlight is it is exactly the same strategy, exactly the same strategy as. Wales. So you've got these two... Cl- I mean, they both—they must know that they both can't win the World Cup. And they're doing exactly the same thing. One of them's going to have to be wrong. And well, maybe both of them. Uh, no, at least one. Almost least. definitely both of them are going to be wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, whoever's the most wrong are going to pay dearly. And not only are they going to pay dearly, their club's going to pay dearly, their members are going to pl- pay, uh, pay dearly, their, well, their players, well, their communities... In many ways, lot. already have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This isn't going to be cheap. Hmm. This isn't going to be cheap. It's going to be, what, two... I reckon the thick end of two million. When we count it all up, thick end of two million. Well, just just on Eddie Jones going and bringing in. So, Eddie Jones, that's an eight hundred k payout. But you'd be you'd be paying that whether you keep Eddie or not. What you wouldn't be paying is, let's just call it half a million for Borthwick's salary, plus half a million for. Borthwick's um, compensation to Leicester, yep. plus, plus anything else to any the other, other coaches. coaches. He's, he's going to have a whole new coaching team. They will, yeah. He's not going to retain. He might retain one or two. He's not going to retain all of them. There'll be definitely others coming. So you are talking well over a million pounds before you 
um, start adding up added other to, added to Eddie's. You probably you could probably talk three mi- three million money. quid. No, I think they're flush again. Oh, they're, they're, they're the Autumn Internationals. They'll be flush again. Ah, right. <laughs> yep, of course. The coffers are full again, boys. Yeah, yeah for, for a couple of months. Yeah. The whole yeah, thing's madness, isn't it? The whole yeah. thing's absolutely madness. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have gone. You should have gone. No, I, 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 and I actually agree with that, as, as I, and that's a, an attitude I changed, and particularly after the South Africa game and mm. being there in Twickenham and the, yeah. But what I found fascinating and what I'd love to talk about is... If you want any more evidence that Twitter is not real life, <laughs> this is really who would have, who could have predicted that rugby Twitter are the biggest Eddie Jones fans in the world? I was. This is this is insane. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't believe the reaction. It's like the woke mob led by James Haskell, the most unlikely leader of all. <laughs> yeah, and there's some strange bedfellows. Yeah. The, Rugby Twitter and Eddie Jones, I thought would have been at complete opposite. I thought they would have been at, at odds with each other. And then James Haskell and Rugby Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are not ordinarily at odds with one another, yeah, are they? No. It's like, I, I can't even think. It's, I guess it's like um, Benjamin Netanyahu leading leading the Palestinians. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of I can't think of anything else, really. Um, yeah, some of the takes are incredible. I, if I was going to make the argument for them, I think what a lot of people are saying, the more reasonable ones are saying, is that the reason that the RFU made this decision when it did is because there was a press witch hunt against Eddie. And I think there's some... I no. think there are some... No. Well, hang on. I think there are some journalists that didn't like him. Yeah. I think they were justified not to like him. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's not a witch hunt. It's not a witch hunt if they really think that, is it's it? Like, it's, it's not a witch hunt if England uh, came fifth in the Six Nations... Uh, uh, had a don't forget downfall. Uh, well, yeah, had what is it? Forty-five something percent win this season, this year. Yeah, yeah. bad win record. Forty-two this year. percent or something. Terrible like that. win record this year. Not won a Six Nations since twenty seventeen. I got to say, like, just just mul- like consecutive years of underachieving in the Six yeah. Nations. Yeah, so two things can be true at once. His initial two-year tenure. Grand Slam, whitewash of Australia, World Cup final. Well, 17 games in a row, is it not? 17 in a row. Absolutely outstanding. 19, I think it was. It might have been 80. I can't well, yeah, remember. It's Definitely that, 17. That region. It's a lot. That region. In, in that ballpark. But the tier, that, tier one record. That was outstanding and beyond question. And But, but two things can be true at once. Also, it can be dreadful and, prog- and prog- getting progressively worse since to the point that you l- lose faith that the previous highs can be met again. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. And and that that nuance is just, well, I'm not I'm not I'm not surprised Twitter has no nuance. I'm just surprised that they landed on that side of the fence. Yeah, but here's the so thing. Many right? did. Like when they I mean, a lot of these accounts are sort of accounts that will post be kind and whatnot. Now, if Eddie was winning, I wouldn't be that bothered if he was training the pack with cattle prods. I just it wouldn't be a thing that bothered me. It's getting results, everyone's happy, even if you have seven, you know, a tiny bit of a motivation in between games. Some branding. A bit of branding. Well, yeah. actually, you, you wouldn't even mind. You probably wouldn't mind if you're an England fan, or you wouldn't even notice if there was quite a high turnover of coaches who got burnt out. Well, this is it, like, right? Like you, if if they're winning, mm. I mean, if he if he's winning, he can do whatever he wants. But he wasn't, and that's the most important thing. But surely, even if he was winning, the sorts of accounts which are so into Eddie now, you're like, no, he is a bully. No, And if he's not a bully, he certainly causes a lot of anguish within the circle of people that are around him. 
I, I've never seen a, a manager like it, really. I've well, never heard of a management style outside well, of rugby and, like and, it. And to defend uh, Eddie Jones here, what I would say is that the, the responses from players but from, and people that have worked with him were very polarised. There were so many people that were like, best coach I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love him. This- Even Danny Kerr was full of praise for him. Yeah. And uh, and Danny Kerr was the guy that got shep- he shepherd crooked mm. in, well, the, well, he had in the summer. Well, he a massive period of, in the rugby wilderness or international wilderness yeah. and then came back for 30 minutes yeah. and then went back to the wilderness. Bye. So, so, yeah, so Haskell is not alone. There are, there are a lot of people that say he's, just he's, on he's a genius and a rugby savant. Just on Hask, um, obviously there's a lot of Twitter, Twitter that, 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 that don't like him. I honestly think he's one of the most honest guys in rugby. Mm. I don't think he ever... He might he might spin things for, you know, you know reasons for, you know, I don't know, um, a bit more sponsorship here or there, but he's always honest. And he's completely consistent with it with Eddie. He's been saying that Eddie Jones is the best coach that he's had for, well, since he's played for him. Yeah, He's yeah. consistently said Since this. 2016. He's compared him to Gatland, he's compared him to Sean Edwards, who he had at Wasps. He's compared him to all these, all these big names. Like, no, this is the best guy. And he's never changed that. And there's no reason for him... To, to say that I mean he's mm. been retired a long time now so I, I do believe that, that he believes that but I still wouldn't ha- still wouldn't have Eddie mm. yeah. it was just quite it was, uh, that, that, that Twitter thing was an unexpected the, the, the defence of him and, and again the, the one thing I would say and people point to the win percentage in terms of percentage wins he is the most successful England coach ever yeah which however the, the point is that was even higher between 2017 and 2019, and it's been steadily decreasing to the point that it's one of the lowest. It was if a, you just take it yeah. in the last 18 months. It was 100% in years yeah. 2016 and 17, or up to a point in 17, and then just has been declining. Off a cliff. Ever, ever since. And yeah, it has actually fallen off a cliff this year. And it's quite Mourinho like in the. Like Jose Mourinho had, it, it, it was incredibly successful. For about a three-year period, and then, and then had to move on. Yeah, every single job, and I, and I think Eddie Jones even spoke about that when he talked about Australia. Yeah. Like he got to the World Cup final, and then he, he said, "I stayed there too long." Yeah, yeah. And, and you wonder, don't you, if it's well, gone? Sorry, you, you can't. One thing I, I will say. I would not blame Eddie. No. if he's got an eight hundred k no d- four-year deal on the table. Take, and he's what in his sixties now. Yeah. I will get another job anyway. USA he will, probably. He's already got a job. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's with um, Cast, I think. Well, he had about four jobs alongside yeah, England anyway. Sun, Sun yeah, he's, he's coaching Bodie B. Well, he's done that for the best part of two decades, I think. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know, the one one thing that Eddie Jones, I think, deserves a lot of credit for, that he 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 did more than probably any other coach at his level, is he would regularly go and just coach a load of 14-year-old kids at, yeah. at a school or a club. He'd turn up at a random club on a on a Thursday night and, and train, a sec, train a first team of a level eight. Yeah. That was how he sp- spotted Marcus Smith at Brighton, Brighton College, College. Yeah. when he was there with Japan. So he, he clearly loves his rugby. What he yeah. doesn't know about rugby, you could fit on a postage stamp, but he, he's forgotten more about rugby than we will ever know. Disagree. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> I, I do agree with that point, definitely. Um, I, I, th- I think he's. I think he's. I do consider him differently to some coaches. That doesn't mean he's been doing well recently, but I think he is. You hear him talk about some stuff, and he does. He thinks differently about the game. I think I remember in 2019 when you were you had downfall on the on the whiteboard, JB, yeah. and uh, and you, you said something 
very funny then. You said Eddie Jones is he's, he's, he's great for eighteen months. The best thing England can do sack him and then hire him again. No, it <laughs> so was maybe it, th- it was on rotation with Stuart Lancaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two years Lancaster, two years Eddie Jones, over and over again. That is perfect. It would be perfect. Yeah, and you know, th- so on the Bernard thing. Actually, if you look at the two years, you've got two years of hard work in these players, and he does go after him big time. Hmm. Now, when he's trying to refresh that, I think this is probably where he's where he's messed up a bit. Because it's that transition. Who do you who do you let go? Who do you bring in? Who do you know is going to be consistent? A lot of the guys who thought he was, thought was going to be consistent are not consistent. And you have a handful of injuries and you've not rebuilt the team. So you're on this continual treadmill of just trying to create the thing which you had from you know from the first two years. And it pains me to say this. Because I don't think I mean it, but maybe I do. Perhaps marginally more maybe 5% more credit should go to Stuart Lancaster than I originally gave him <laughs> maybe not much but maybe definitely more credit should go to Lancaster but that doesn't mean years. but that doesn't Only. mean that Lancaster could ever have done more than he he would have done no he's great agree. at getting the players through but nothing more than that yeah but the, the one interesting thing there, there's been parallels drawn and I can't remember the exact stats but obviously 2018 the year before the World Cup was downfall Yep, he was at JB. It was when I you remember were, it well. You were running through Madrid, shouting "Downfall!" That's exactly right. That's what happened, um, and it led to a successful, well, relatively successful, successful, not live quite podcast. successful enough um, live, live podcast and trip for us to Japan exactly. and World Cup for England. Um, I do. There is still some of me that the part of me that thinks maybe that is the price that you pay. We. Paid it once then and nearly won the World Cup, got to a World Cup final. Um, maybe it would have been worth it. But again, back to the point we made at the start, we'll never know. We'll never know. We will never know, no. And also, again, Stuart Lancaster was much maligned after that, but he, uh, you don't turn it down. If someone offers you the job, he's going to take it. I mean, oh, in, it, in reality, it's only, you can go, he did a great job at what he did the pressure cooker of a home World Cup when he's never been a head coach of a club or anything. It, it's, it was it was too big a job. And that was, you almost say, that's the that's the fault of the RFU again. That was just a, a bad appointment. It, mm. But he not because Stuart Lancaster did anything wrong and he, and he deserves a lot of credit for what he did do. So just on Stuart Lancaster and Eddie Jones, I'm going to tell you something which I heard this week, which um, will sort of loop back to those guys, but it's not precisely linked to them. And it's very interesting, but I don't know don't know if this is public knowledge or... Anyway, I'll tell you. So, Scott Robinson applied for... Robertson. Robertson, right? Mm -hmm. Applied for the All Blacks job. And his feedback was basically two things. Would like to get... No, actually, I'll just tell you. Um, First thing, they thought that the dancing... That dancing was too... Was uh, not good enough. Yeah, well... Needed to... Would affect the culture. (laughs) I mean, that's apparently a real thing. He needs to get a bit of jazz and tap... Exactly, well, yeah, just, yeah. Be yeah. more inclusive. Yeah. Or um, dance like a pigeon like the Brazil coach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other one which I thought was really interesting, and I think there's a lot of mileage in this, is he's ha- he hasn't had any trauma in his coaching career. Mm. Just success after success after success. And that is definitely true. And I think there's something really valuable in losing. The reason I bring those, those two things up is because for eight, seven years now, we've had Eddie Jones under scrutiny. And obviously we had the review of Stuart Lancaster before he left. And we're still none the wiser about what these reviews have said. And, you know, if we know stuff like, like about Scott Robinson, Robertson, right, you, know, you can agree with Ian Foster's appointment or, or not. But I think the point that Scott Robertson has never had 
any trauma in his coaching career. It's a really good point. Mm. It'd be so good to understand what the RFU were seeing in Eddie when they were retaining him. When I've been, I've been saying for the last three years, get rid. So, but if they just gave us some information, like okay, we're not getting rid of him, even though his you know his record is X, because we like X Y Z. It'd be so much easier for everyone to understand mm. this. And it's it's also I'd love to know at what point did it flip because it was obviously during the autumn internationals that it flipped. Was it the loss to Argentina the first moment? Was it the the humbling at the hands of South Africa? Or was it some point in between then? Because mm. you wouldn't have gone into the tournament if they were had this preconceived notion at that point. You would have been let go after the successful tour of Australia, yeah. The, yeah. the winning tour of Australia. So it's not then, it's something that's happened. But what was it? Is it one thing? Is it lots of things? Like just a bit more transparency think, on the process? I, I honestly think it is a, a lack of nerve from the RFU. They finally come to the way that I think, which is he's got to go. Um, but it's that worry of not winning the World Cup. Mm. And honestly, I think the idea of them going out in the group stage, which I think is just not really a thing, but maybe maybe not winning the semi quarterfinal or the semi-final. Against Wales or Australia. Yeah, I think that Likely. is just too much of a risk. Mm. Too much of a risk. And for that reason, they're like, right, we'll, we'll roll the dice, we'll go for the next best option, just see how it goes. Because okay. ultimately, like... If they do lose and all the head honchos lose their job, they'll just move on somewhere else anyway. So it's kind of a, you know, it's playing with house money for them. Well, let's move on to the apparent successor. I think potentially by this weekend, but tomorrow, maybe even as you're listening to it, um, Steve Wolf Borthwick will be mm-hmm. announced. I think it's going to be a great appointment. I'm, I'm also optimistic about it. Yeah. I am. It's going to be very, very like the press conferences are going to not be worth watching. Nope. No, I don't mind that. I will take the trade off. He is the most straight DOR I've ever interviewed. Uh, that is that is a real loss because I used to love uh, yeah. the Eddie Jones oh, the press ju- conferences. The journalists are going to hate it. Well, it, and also because you had you had the straight man. In Owen Farrell as the captain sat next to him, and you had Eddie Jones like Mate. firing off in all directions, and you'd occasionally Eddie would say something, and occasionally Owen Farrell would just give like a little smirk, and you know he's enjoyed that. But now you've got the two straight man, you've got straight man and straight man. Oh God! If well, if Borthwick retains Farrell, that is no, I think it's going to be uh, Borthwick and Genge. Genge will be sat there. Well, this is my next question: Who will have the captaincy? Yeah, Genge, I'm going for. I give the laws. Yeah, if, if, if he's back, if, if, if he's back, if Laws is back, I think that's a great shout. But yeah, uh, I hope he is back. I, I, this is going to ruffle some. Tom feathers. Curry potentially. I simply don't see Genge as a world class loser prop. Simple as that. Well, he got mullered by Malherb. I mean, most people would, but if I have to. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Pick a prop tomorrow to go and play in the World Cup. It's going to be Marla all day long. Hmm. Uh, yeah, what uh, I think I'd, I'd say Genji's in the top three in the world. No. He is at certain things. I, don't, yeah. I honestly don't know if his scrimmaging is. But mm. other things, his round the park stuff, definitely, definitely, definitely. His ball carrying and that offload on Friday was just well, his ball outrageous. So, when was the last time you saw uh, a loose head prop being played tactically in the deep for his kick return game? Good question. Good question. Yeah. It's not a frequent occurrence. <laughs> oh, I do know the I do know the guy, Leicester Tigers. It's a prop that plays both both uh, both sides. No longer there, but still plays in the Premiership. At Newcastle, Mully Polar. Correct. Mm. Ah. Did that with him a lot. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, so I think so. I think it will be it will be both. Probably announced by the weekend. And I am equally optimistic. Everyone that talks about him, and again, we've just identified that a lot of people say amazing things about Eddie Jones. Everyone that talks about Steve Borthwick talks about him being th- the most organised, focused. <coughs> absolute clarity single-mindedness and and gets great people around him well, who love him and that is going to be a, a tonic you try and find we a single person to say a bad word about yeah. uh, Alad Walters hmm. I mean what that guy has done everywhere everywhere he's been yeah and that might be the best thing that, Steve, that might be the best thing about Steve Borthwick is that he gets incredible people around him look at the team he's built Mm-hmm. Kevin Simfield and Alan Waters, like you say. I, mean, mm-hmm. is, I don't think anyone... I, I do not know how good Kevin Simfield is at coaching. I have no idea. Um, he might be average, he might be very good. You wouldn't want to let him down. That's exactly the point, mm. isn't it? I don't think anybody has that sort of... Aura. Aura in the yeah. England squad. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you there. He'll, he'll be in England. I think that might be what's taking the time. I think the Steve Borthwick thing's done. It's just Leicester are probably... A bit reticent to let their whole team go because I imagine Richard Wigglesworth will go as well. I'm. I think I know what's taking the time with the Borthwick deal, and he wants a master turned apprentice situation. He wants to rehire Eddie Jones as one of his apprentices. (laughs) Imagine you need a consultant. Any ideas? (laughs) I've got just the guy. He's got a success. He's won a World Cup as a consultant. Yeah, in 2007, world class consultant. Yeah, no two is better. He's a bit expensive. He's, it's another 800k <laughs> to get him on board, <laughs> but it's worth it. Well, now, now, do you think, so there was obviously another firing this week, and Tim, you made a prediction last week I did. of Gatlin coming to England. Do you think that was ever an option? Because I know you did, you did on Sunday, looking at it now, do you think there's a possibility that England were too slow I missed the chance to do what you suggested, which did well, sound like a good option. I think they decided on Borthwick and Gatlin would have been a bridge to mm. the World Cup. And I think Wales are offering another long-term contract, aren't they? Uh, yeah. 2027. 2027, yeah. So I think Two that's, double World Cups. Yeah. So I think that's basically it. They've just gone, there's there's loads of cash guaranteed. And Warren Gatlin's gone, yeah, okay then, I'll take the cash. Mm. I, don't blame him. I think he might, he, he might even be picking cash over his... Over the relative chances of glory, which I don't, which, begr- I don't begrudge yeah, him doing either. Yeah, ab- absolutely not. Especially, yeah. especially when you're not, because the one he would probably do for less money would be the All Blacks job. That would be for the for the love of the game and the team. 
but he probably just loves cash. I tell you, I tell you what, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. And, and who doesn't? It's, yeah. it's not it's not that you love cash. You like the opportunity that cash gives you. <laughs> and and he and as much as the Welsh system is an absolute snake pit, he he is just a, a, a law unto himself. There isn't he? He's, well, he is. He can does, do what he wants. He does what he wants yep. when he wants. If he wants to spend six months of the year in New Zealand, that's what, that's what he's doing. If you thought he was powerful before. There are a few things to read between the lines here. So to answer the question you asked Phil, was it a possibility? I think it absolutely was a possibility. The reason I think that is because they didn't have Borthwick signed up before they fired Eddie. Mm -hmm. I think if if he wasn't an option, they would have got all the ducks in a row and this would be plain sailing. I think it probably caught England a little bit off guard. That said, I think the Telegraph had him going to Wales the week before. So, you know, Mm. that was the first point. Uh, the second point would be, he mustn't, this is Gatlin now, he mustn't think his chances of ever coaching New Zealand are realistic. Because if they mm. were, he, he would stay with the Chief. Mm, no? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, Chiefs. Chief, yeah. He, he would stay there. He must know now that he's a distant second to, to Scott Roberts. And, uh, well, he actually said that in yeah. the press this yeah. week. Yeah. So that's gone. Because if he thought that New Zealand was a chance, England would have been the, a perfect shout. Because had they not, had they been rubbish at the World Cup, yeah. then it, then he's like, well, they were rubbish before. And if he does well, his, his reputation is only enhanced. But the thing mm. which does confuse me a little bit about the whole situation is, yes, obviously we all love cash. Um, but I wouldn't, once you've done the Welsh job, and you did it for so long and so successfully, and you've openly said you want to go back home to New Zealand with your family, it's one hell of a thing to come back. I mean, it's not a normal place, Wales. Um, you've got to go back there. You've got diminished resor- uh, uh, resources. You're going to have diminished cash. Maybe not now. Maybe the, the book's okay, okay now. But going forward, once CBC get their hands on all of that delicious Six Nations money or whatever happens next, you will have diminished resources, vastly diminished uh, 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 resources. So... I can't see how he's going to get the success of old. And if he wasn't happy there before, wants to go home, those issues are still going to be around. Hmm. It doesn't strike me as a recipe for success this one bit. I, I, I think what you said is right. He can't have fancied his chances with the New Zealand job. And again, Def- yeah. he's been given five years, two World Cups. Yeah. Be there five years. What? But, well, because cash. Yeah. Security. Yeah, I guess so. But, I, you know, I'm pretty sure he could have stayed on there when he went home, no, because his goal then was to go his back, goal was to go, go to back, coach yeah. your blacks. Yes, yeah. and he's realised that that is not really attainable, and that's quite sad, isn't it? I think he's earned that. I think it's quite sad. It yeah. almost feels like he's coming, coming back with his tail between his legs. Is there bit. another? I, I doesn't feel. Yeah, I mean, if I was if I was a Welshman, I'd feel very enthusiastic and much happier. Uh, but from a just looking at Gatland, it it feels like. A, He's gone back down the mountain again. Yeah, mm. and it's Gatland without Sean Edwards. Don't forget that. What else is left yeah. for him to do? Like the New Zealand job was it? Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was it. He's done the Lions three that times. Was the summit, but he's, he's still going to be go down as one of the greatest coaches. It's just I, I, you feel like he has earned that New Zealand gig, and so, it would have been his crowning I moment. Wonder, you know, if miraculously he does well, like really, really well, wins the World Cup. Yeah, let's say he gets semis in the World Cup and loses it by a point. Then he wins a Grand Slam. Does he become the Lions coach for the fourth time? <laughs> no, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. <laughs> that would be good. It's perfect window for him to do it. Yeah, it is actually, and sort of right time frame as well. <coughs> Against Australia. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Mm, that would be that'd cool. be a good story. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's weird. 
So, I don't know if you know this, I wasn't a big fan of Jeremy Corbyn back in the day. <laughs> Just not my kind of guy. Uh, same with Gordon Brown, not my kind of guy. I'm more on board with him now. He's actually got principles. Oh, I, don't, I don't agree with a lot of uh, uh, quite a lot of his what policy decisions he would make, but the man's got principles, well, unlike, unlike many in Westminster. Very, very true. But I still felt very sad on a personal level when yeah. he left. Um, in fact, I always feel sad when people leave. And I'm feeling very, very sad, sad for Wayne, 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 Piv- mm. Wayne Pivak and, uh, and Eddie as well. I just think, oh, this thing, there's something a little bit miserable when you walk away from Twickenham for the last time or Millennium Stadium for the last time. Mm. So. I, feel, I feel with Wayne Pivak that he needed to be bolder. And he's, I think the regret he's going to have is that he didn't follow through on the reason he was given the job in the first place. Because yeah. he got that job because of how Scarlets were playing, and then he went totally inside himself, and and it's quite similar to Stuart Lancaster actually. And I think this does just actually say I think Steve Borthwick is a kind of man who firstly surrounds himself with special individuals, Alan mm. Waters and Kevin Sinfield being a couple that you mentioned. He's also got he knows what it t- takes to to play for England and to be in that pressure cooker, and I th- and he's also seems to just shut out any other distractions and stuff and be quite single minded. But it does expose. How that influence, uh, that experience of international rugby, as you were talking about with Scott Robertson, not having been in the, no. been under pressure, how massive that is. Because Wayne Pivak, when the pressure came on, just went somewhere totally different. Mm. And the team, why? Yeah. Had Wales have held that lead, that whatever it was, 20 point lead against Australia, Pivak would still be in a job. Gatland might actually be England coach by now. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. but for that, but for that comeback, yeah, it's yeah. devastating, isn't it? Absolutely devastating. Well, if you if you believe in is it string theory and the multiple <laughs> parallel universes, there, yeah. then yeah. that's happening somewhere. Somewhere <laughs> Gatland is England coach. Um, somewhere Stuart Lancaster still England coach and a world champion. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't believe that one, <laughs> Lord Lancaster. <laughs> um, uh, what that would be a great redemption story maybe not now but one and give it another four eight years Stuart Lancaster to be an England boss again I, think it's I inevi- really want to see that I think it's inevitable Multi- he wins something in France yeah multiple top 14 and Champions Cup wins with Racing 92 they've got a squad to do it uh, yeah look who he's signed it's got Khaleesi who's just signed mind you I don't really rate him to be honest um, <laughs> I, he's not great bloke friend of the pod amazing has bloke. an egg chaser's tie yeah he does yeah. he's an absolute he's genuinely one of the most astounding blokes that, yeah. that I've met still don't think he's a great seven I don't, I don't think he's one of the world's great scavenging sevens like well all of them really well, if you were picking a team tomorrow would you rather have Ardi Surveyor or Khaleesi it's not even close is it I would 10 times out of 10 I would have Ardi Surveyor yeah I mean, maybe you have them both, but then, oh, Tom Curry or uh, Khaleesi. Tom Curry, ten times out of ten, it's mm-hmm. just very hard to find out where, like, where you play him. Anyway, he has signed for Racing, and that's the important part. He, they've signed somebody else as well, like a really big name. I can't remember who it is. Hmm. Someone in the backs. Oh, Marchant, of course. Mar- no, 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 he's that's gone Stade Francais. Yeah, they've signed someone. That makes me angry that he's gone to Stade. I mean, I don't. I, great, go take the cash, Joe. Joe but yeah, just, I'm so annoyed that he's in, going to France. Anyway, yeah, what? but that, we're going to yeah. see more of it until yeah. something changes with the salary cap. Yes. So the point is making racing is not only have they got Stuart Lancaster, but they've bought everyone possible to try and win something. Hmm. So if he doesn't win, if he wins something, I think it's inevitable at some point he will become an international coach again, and I think it might be England. That would be interesting. I'd love that. 
It would be a cool story. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Sh- uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'd, I'd love it if he's then successful for England. I just can't see. Maybe he would pave the way for Eddie Jones to come back a few years later. Well, the, you, the Leinster players w- w- would tell you over the last few years all the success they've had that it's that they that if they would have to say if it was anyone's team, it was a Stuart Lancaster team, not mm. Leo Cullen. Not not to de- denigrate Leo Cullen at all because he's a you know a great figurehead, but. They would tell you it's a Stuart Lancaster team. More yeah. coaching, more hands-on coaching done by Lancaster. Now, talking of uh, contracts, who's got a five-year contract? Just uh, just announced five-year Rob Baxter. No. Oh, he's got, he has, he got, has a, got a long-term. I, yeah, he's and, got a new long-term deal. And the whole coaching team, Ali Heifer. That's great for Exeter. Yeah, That's it is. They, they must be the biggest winners out of all this. Yeah. They are delighted. Yes. But no, somebody else has got a five-year coaching contract. Oh, coaching contract. Alex Anderson? Nope. No. Nope. Mark McCall? No. Nope. Getting closer though. Uh, uh, Joe Shaw? No. Getting much less close. Oh. Rona Gara has just been given oh, a yes. year contract. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the leak that England are interested. Go to the go to the board at La Rochelle. Uh, let's talk about my deal now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right this second. <laughs> and they know that if Farrell or um, Borthwick or Gatland are unsuccessful. There'll be a nice payday compensation coming. Their Great way. timing, well played, Rog. Yeah, superb. Yes. I mean, this is why he's best in the business. Absol- that, absolutely, that alone, that conversation alone is worth five years. Yeah, yeah. He's he's his own agent, PR manager, as well as being a superb coach. Yeah, we've had a chat. We've had a chat about the uh, the, the England job. Yeah, mm. he's, so, played, he's played that beautifully. Hasn't he just? If, that, if that is uh, just a little hint at his tactical nous, then <laughs> he he is the best in the biz. No, you, you can spin it two ways, can't you? England are on the phone now. Or well, the other way is, of course, look, my contract's running out, so they could buy me out now if England have really been on the phone. But make no mistake, Farrell goes, Borthwick doesn't uh, st- stack up. Something happens. I I am the next cab. All mm. of the options have now been done. So. Why did we talk about that contract? Mm. That's, yes. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Yes. I wonder how much property you can buy in, in, in La Rochelle for the amount of money that's in there. I bet it's going to be an it's enormous deal, isn't it? It enormous. will be. It will be a handy deal. Yeah. Well earned as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, convert, taking La Rochelle from... Uh, well, they were on the they way were up. on the way up. But they were not at the top, and he's taken them to the very, very top. He has. I just want to mention, by the way, um, we Phil and I have twisted JB's arm. So uh, we were talking on the podcast on mon- uh, on Monday that we would do a special Patreon pod, uh, getting all the gossip from Dubai. <laughs> we did record it, and then JB didn't want to put it up. Um, he ha- we I have, have put it up we have twisted his arm. <laughs> Phil got him in a full Nelson, and I hit <laughs> I hit publish. It is up there. Tell me your password. <laughs> <laughs> so patreon.com forward slash egg chasers. Yep, it is. It is published, and there's some juicy gossip in there. There is some juicy gossip. There in there. Is. Interesting stories. It's good. It it uh, yeah. If if you were considering. One of the little rugby events in Dubai. That's a must listen to first before you make your decision. <laughs> call on Monday from someone well known in rugby, and he goes, "JB, tell me about Dubai because I'll never be your patron." Well, looks like I'll be selling you. Uh, you should have held out for the cash. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be three pound a month, please, yeah. or whatever we charge. <laughs> Wire <it> over. Um, <laughs> Last question for you, I think, because I think we've done this to death now. Who is going to coach Leicester? 
That that is a big problem for Leicester. And Leicester fans will there are very few Leicester fans who will not also be England fans. Yeah. But for those who wear their um Leicester shirt a bit bit snug, a bit closer to their chest, mm. um this will be devastating news because Borthwick was the ticket back to the big time. He's already got, already won. It turned them from rele- repeated relegation fodder, a pathetic former champion, back to a glorious champion again. Yeah. And, and he's done it with some very deliberate play. Oh, my say, he was all part of the plan. Yeah. Now, he, there's a man with a plan. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, there is a guy who's available. There is a guy who's available. And I think I'd be giving him a call. Who, Whether he'd get on with everyone else, I don't, do not know. Who might have a house or a rented property, probably commutable, a bit of a long commute, but commutable to Definitely commutable. to Leicester in his Range Rover. Yeah, Jordan Murphy. <laughs> well, if they follow the the previous Leicester criteria for selecting a coach, that they've got to be a Leicester man. Got, yes, which led to Jordan Murphy and Matt O'Connor multiple times. Actually, let's play that game. Who would be the previous Leicester man? So, do they have to have coaching experience? Mm. Maybe. So I mean, I'll give you two D- names. Dean Richards is never happening, but that, that would be the one. Dean Richards is a good shout, it actually. It will never happen. I know who you're going to say. But it, that, guess, that would be a great shout. Bill's going to say Sam Vesti. I wasn't going to say Sam Vesti. Okay. I was going to say Mike Ford. Was he a Leicester player? No, was no, Leicester he was, coach. He was a Leicester man. Or the what would be the worst decision in history, who is, he's got coaching experience, he's Leicester royalty this would be the worst possible decision. Not Martin Johnson. Martin Johnson. Yeah, that, do you know, that would be such a... I mean, he would never do it, they would never do it. There are some people, I won't, well, one person I enormously respect, enormously respect, and he has told me time and time again how Martin Johnson would go back to Leicester. Uh, I mean, we all, we all know this guy, and you'll all agree he is a bit of a, rug, a, a rugby savant. He's like, he would walk into Leicester and he would win titles. I was like, no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. How do you know this? That's madness. I just, I couldn't see it from any angle, but I, I am confident that he I, wouldn't win titles. I know who you're thinking. When he's done being England's interim coach, Cockers. Ooh, Cockers is a good shout. That could be, a, that could be part of the compensation Ooh, deal. Ooh, that's, that's a good shout. I could oil the wheels. Rountree's due to get fired soon. Is he really? No. Is he not going well at Munster? Well, Munster aren't doing well. Actually, I think he will t- turn it around. But they've had a, Graham Roundtree, a listener of the podcast. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I've got a lot say, of time they, for he, 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 He's been a big part. He's got a load of young players coming through there. He's been developing it. I think Roundtree's the man at Munster. They're going to they're have a couple of good rounds of Europe. Yeah. So. Well, I, I sincerely hope so, but they have not started well. Yes. That, that is also true. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they've been without a bunch of their players as well. They're contributing a lot so to the team. So you've got Browntree, you've got Cocker. i tell you another one who's do, doing the rounds. Uh, Dorian West. Dorian West. Dorian West is still coaching, unbelievably. Um, there's Vesti. Vest, Vesti's not a bad job, not for, as the head job. but I don't know, I'd be happy with Vesti. I think Vesti does. Toby good. Booth. Getting not back le- getting back not, to England. Not Leicester-y enough. No, not Leicester-y enough. No. Of course Steve Diamond would be... Dean the, Ryan. Oh, God. <laughs> Anybody, but... Um, Dimes. Dimes? Dimes be. is exactly... Steve Diamond. Could that, could, could that happen? It, it could happen, I think. Uh, that would be... Honestly, that would be the first... That would be the first number that I that I call. Oh, what... Genuinely, what about Wayne Pivak? It's not a bad shout. I mean, he needs something to do. It's not a bad shout. Um, he's a good... He's, 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 he's a good, good coach. coach. He is a good coach. And I, th- I think there is a sliding doors moment that he would have got 
if he if they don't collapse, he go he goes to the World Cup. He could have a very successful World Cup, but um, I think that's not a bad shout for Leicester. I, I would, if I were a Leicester fan, I would rather have Pivak than Dimes. That for, is nuts for the good of the that league. Is insane for for the entertainment factor of the league. No, as I'm up. not a Leicester fan. I would rather have dimes. No, you want dimes every day of the week. I, I'm sorry, they're, they're, they're not even comparable. They're not even comparable. Um, you would have dimes. Now, there are other people who I think would do a good job. The, the, the Dimes' philosophy actually fits Leicester in terms of the team they put out on the field. And his attitude. Hard, yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already excited about Welford Road now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a place. What but, a fortress. But it also feels like Dimes works best in a place where he's the biggest character and he's the focal point. And I don't, when you go to Leicester Tigers, you're not. No, you're not, are you? No, mm. you're not. And I think as well, history can overwhelm people. Mm. No, it's not like, it's not like Worcester, with, with all respect. To be fair, it's not much like Sale. Yeah, you know he was the absolute main event there. But when you go to Leicester, I think you are very well aware that it is club first, and this club is enormous. Matt mm-hmm. uh, O'Connor's free. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what he's doing now. You no guys idea. talk. I'm going to look at Matt O'Connor. Could be could be in Japan. Not is there, is like there anyone else? Checker, would he want to ditch international rugby for a club job? No, not no. not now. Maybe after the no, World, after World Cup, he would. I'm sure he would. After the World Cup, it could time nicely. Yeah. But won't be. Mm. Um, I'm sure there'll be people coaching in Japan, like... Um, Tony Brown? Robbie Dean or Tony Brown. No, Tony or, Brown's it. Japan, isn't he? Oh, yeah, no, sorry, coaching it. Yeah, coaching in Japan. Yeah. So there's talk of um, Eddie Jones... Consult- I saw someone suggesting that Eddie Jones will be consulting for Japan, but I can't imagine that would happen with uh, well, Jamie Joseph. Yeah, he'll know uh, a lot about how England play. Yeah, well, that's true. They're in the same yeah. pool. Well, look, if, um, if Dave Rennie messes up in the World Cup, I would have Dave Rennie in a heartbeat. Mm. So, you know, Leicester are one of the few clubs that can actually afford to look around the higher stratosphere of, co- of, yeah. of coaching talent. Yeah. So I think yeah. literally anyone who messes up in the World Cup, anyone who's available, I think there's a good chance that they can end up at least having a chat with Leicester Tigers. Mm. Jake White's got to be involved with this somehow. <laughs> Yeah, where Jake Wright's Where is he? Somewhere. What so, were the other ones that were like the do you remember during football it was always um Sam Allardyce, Harry Redknapp, <laughs> Dave Bassett. <laughs> they, were, they were like the, the, the ones that you also and Roy Hodgson you'd plug into a club when there's someone sacked, they always get linked. Who were the rugby because it was Jake White and who was that um well, I always thought former be, Italy coach, Nick um Nick Mallet, Ma- Nick Mallet Nick was Mallet. another one. Well, yeah. always get in the premiership, I always thought it was Richard Hill. Because he um Always came to rescue. To, he came to rescue to Bristol. He came to rescue for Worcester, and I'm sure there's one other as well which he did. And now he's at Rome, I think. Yeah, pro pro did. Jay mm. White's at Bulls, not Sharks. I'm sure he's coaching in South Africa. Yeah. Have you, seen, have you seen the the team that Harlequins are playing against? Yes, the Sharks team that has. Uh, Nishi Benambi Sorry, I'm, I'm so glad you, you actually said that because I, I sometimes get advanced warning of teams um, no I've seen it I do yeah, not get advanced no, warning no no you of don't teams. and I suddenly went oh have I broken no but I haven't actually named any people but anyway uh, yeah. I've not seen the Quinns team no because yeah. it's normally because the game's on Saturday so it'll get announced on Friday tomorrow lunchtime uh, yeah. This now. So. yeah literally it says nothing he's done nothing since 2018 according to Wikipedia now, I'm sure he was coaching in Australia somewhere. Oh, well, that's the end of that. Mm. 
Um, are you working any games this weekend, Tim? Yeah, Gloucester Bordeaux. Ooh, nice. So I'll have to get, catch up with Tom Willis, see how he's getting on. Yeah, nice. If he's involved, uh, we've, um, uh, he'll be travelling, so I think he'll be the English-speaking person that I'll chat to. Yeah. And uh, Sale Ulster. Mm. Oh, b- back up this way. Mm. That'll yeah. be a good game. Unfortunately, I'm not. Why? Where are you? I'm in London. When is it? Saturday. Your beloved Ulster... Dan McFarlane will be devastated. Where's Phil? I'm sure that'll be the first thing he says to me. Where's Phil? He will do. Um, they all will. Dwayne will say it. Mike Lowry will say it. Stockers will say it. Robbie B. Is it, Robbie B. Yep. Uh, will they be playing... Are they playing Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. Uh, no, Sunday. Sunday, one o'clock. Well, you're, def- you're definitely in London on Sunday. Well, I, I, I remember um, I'm on a megabus back from London. Oh, yeah, you did say. Five hours. Hot although, rain. although... Two hours more and you could fly into Dubai. <laughs> Does that make you well, feel better? And only one hour more, and I could fly to Manchester because the only flights are available by uh, Brussels or Amsterdam. Have you heard? And we will wrap this podcast up now because we're talking <laughs> this about, was supposed to be a twenty-minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> recap. Will, this is this is really just to sort of annoy annoy Tim. Really, <laughs> have you heard about the legislation in France banning air travel? Oh my God! Where where trains are available, <laughs> you're not allowed to fly. I can. <laughs> What? How many more "quote unquote" conspiracy theories need oh, to happen? Which, which, like, you would have been called insane. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. They'll never do that. It's, I can't believe what's yeah. happening. Well, I mean, if, the, if this madness continues, I'm saying like Oxford, Oxford, and Canterbury. <laughs> it's Canterbury. Up to, up to it as Canterbury's well. doing it as well. It's Amazing. just it's unbelievable yeah and the Oxford Council tried to come out and go well, well no we want to refute the, the issues and then journalists questioned them went, yeah yeah that's happening uh, it, it's, they should hang from lampposts it's absolutely terrifying yeah. it, I, yep. ca- I can't believe what's going on in my own country and, and the most concerning bit of, of all is the, the people that are the ones that are going to need to fight the cause are people much younger than us and they don't give a shit yet they, yet. they don't give a shit they, they'll be radicalised too soon. Don't you worry about it, Tim. Don't you worry about it. Oh, I hope so, mate. Right, so shall we reconvene on, reconvene on Sunday? Yes, with, with Sunday. Conspiracy theories? Let the boys play. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.